Hey everyone, what's going on? It's February 15th, 2020. Uh, we were supposed to get hit by an asteroid this morning, but um, I guess it took a rain check, uh, maybe in the next few years. I saw... Okay, so first of all, I have a uh, new... What is this? Okay, I hope I don't fuck it up. I have a new microphone stand. Um, it's kind of cool. Except I think this microphone is just a little too heavy for it. Because um, it looks like it's tilting a little bit. I don't know. I could be wrong. No, it seems alright. I mean, it's not going to fall, but it is leaning a little bit. Um, I know that the last few shows, I've been kind of silly at points. Um, and... Even though the kind of like the the point of this show mainly is to just talk and like think about things and stuff like that, um, I will joke about stuff sometimes if it's appropriate because that's just oh, Jesus got the ringer on. Um, I'll joke about stuff sometimes just because that's who I am. Um, and believe me, how I joke about stuff on here is tame compared to how I usually am. Um, I read something just now, and I talked about this the last show I recorded yesterday, um, about how people were saying that it's not okay to like stigmatize the coronavirus. And I'm reading this article right now that the World Health Chief calls on global leaders to stop stigma and hate, which is the headline. It's from CNBC. And um, I just, like, reading something like that, like the, the way that they're, I don't know, this is like the most, like, 20, I know it's 2020, but this is the most 2019 headline that I think I've read since 2018, really. Um, I don't think that there's like a stigma to this virus. And I know that that's, that's a thing. Um, like we're, we're well aware of stuff having stigma when it comes to like HIV and AIDS. Um, I, I remember I took a class in school that was called culture and AIDS and it talked about like kind of the beginning of the disease and how it, it was treated at its origin all the way up to kind of current, present time. Um, and so when I see stuff like this, I kind of try to pull back and think about how things were looked at. Um, back, buddy, it's a very noisy toy. Back when uh, I took that class. And I don't really understand why people are being so delicate and saying that it's being stigmatized. Like, it's not like something, I don't know, like take AIDS, for example. Like, you can't just walk by people and get AIDS. It's, it's not something that's really easy. Um, but, I mean, if someone who had this coronavirus, because I think it's, it's airborne, um, like sneezed or coughed, you could get it. Like, it, it's that simple. 
Um, so the whole, I think that the whole quarantining people and holding people on cruise ships, while it's incredibly unfortunate and could be a waste of time and is inconvenient to them and it's hurting the economy in some events, like you kind of have to do it because if you have someone on that ship that's sick, they could get, I don't know, if, if you don't find them and you just kind of allow it to exist just for the sake of not wanting to stigmatize or make anyone feel like bad because they have this virus that as of right now has no cure. Um, I think that it's all pretty justified. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't understand. Um, let me see here. And that's literally it. There's like no, it's just a headline. Like there's, there's nothing that supports it at all. Like there's not, there's nothing in the article. Um, other than like uh, most recent events that have occurred 2 PM. Um, what is this past 24 hours, 2 PM cruise ship confirmed 67 new coronavirus cases as U S evacuate citizens. Um, the Diamond Princess cruise ship that's in quarantine in Japan confirmed 67 new cases of the virus on board. The ship was put under quarantine last week in Yokohama with about 3,700 people on board. So, um, American passengers aboard the ship will be evacuated on Sunday with chartered aircraft, according to the U.S. Embassy in Tokyo. There are 400 U.S. citizens on board and at least 40 Americans who are infected have been taken off the ship for treatment. Those who are evacuated will undergo 14 days of quarantine once they reach the U.S. 14 days because that is, I guess, the, the maximum, at least hopefully the maximum um, window of how long it takes someone to show symptoms. I guess it's between 2 and 14 days. Um, but, I mean, 67 people on a ship of 3,700, and those are people that they know are sick. Those are confirmed cases of of coronavirus. So 67 confirmed, I don't want to assume anything, but I mean, like how many dozen people actually have it that haven't shown symptoms of having it yet? Um, and they're just spreading it as they do whatever on the ship. I don't know what the quarantine involves. I know that some ships were keeping people locked in their rooms. Um, but again, I mean, you go on a cruise thinking you're going on vacation, and all of a sudden you end up with some disease that, or some virus that has no cure for uh, yet. I, I think that there's reason, I, I wouldn't say stigma is the word, and I don't even think hate is the word. I don't think that anyone's hated for the disease, even though, I mean, China tried to suppress the knowledge of the disease being a thing. Um, and then that doctor died. Um, I mean, I would say that there is blame on their part because they tried to contain it on their own without really, you know, being vocal about it. Um, I, I would say that there's, you could justify putting blame on them, but I also think that, that the word stigma and hate, like, I don't think that there's any of that and I haven't seen any incident of that before. I mean, if it's, if it's stigma or hate, if, you know, someone's fucking sneezing and coughing up a storm in the same room as me, I don't really want them in there or I don't really want to be in there. So that's not stigma. That's just common sense. Um, I don't want to be in that environment. Like I was at the mall today and 
like I'm, you, you know, you're, you're touching doors and like handrails and like, I put my hand on the whatever thing on the escalator and I just like, I took my hand off. I was like, this is just gross. Like the, like the whole place is gross and people are walking around sneezing and shit. It's like, I, I kind of don't want to be like outside like unless I'm going to someone's house, like just get in the car and go. Like I don't really want to be anywhere um, right now, just because this stuff is so sketchy um, and unpredictable, and it, it's really like incredibly mysterious how this whole thing is kind of happening right now, um, and kind of unnerving when you know people that are gonna be traveling or people that work in really populated environments. Um, and my wife works in hospitals, so imagine how I feel. Um, and, you know, anyone else that works there. But the, these people that got taken off the ship, this Diamond Princess cruise ship, um, 400 U.S. citizens on board, 40 Americans infected and taken off the ship for treatment. Um, and that is in Japan. So remember yesterday I also talked about all the doctors, I think it said something like 1,700 medical workers that were getting sick because the conditions are so bad that they're working with and supplies are so limited that they have to, like, what were they doing? Like patching up their face masks and, like, taping up their goggles and stuff that are supposed to be for single use. Like, it's not getting any better. So the only thing that, like, you as an individual can do is just, I mean, I know that, probably the majority of people that are listening to this um, are from New York, my area. So it's not like we really have to worry because, because it seems like, you know, the U.S. is doing a decent job of, you know, keeping possible illness out. But, I mean, 40 Americans infected, um, coming back to the U.S., they're going to be under quarantine for 14 days. Who knows? Maybe 14 days isn't enough for the virus is going to mutate and then it's going to be even worse. Who knows? Um, all you can really do is uh, just fucking wash your hands and cover your mouth and make sure that you're kind of staying away from people that are sick. Um, I don't think that stigma has anything to do with that. If If people are sick, it's just common sense to stay away from them um you know you really don't know um and you guys probably think that i'm a nut for looking at this stuff so like intensely but um whatever whatever um but yeah i hope everyone had a good valentine's day i threw down in the kitchen like i said i would um if you follow me on instagram you would have seen on my story I posted what I made. It was a, um, I don't think that I technically did it correctly, and I wouldn't say that it was risotto, 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 however you say it. Um, it was, okay, so it was like orzo pasta, which kind of looks like rice, but it's not. Um, that with, God, what did I, I have to like look at it to figure out remember what I did with it okay let's see here okay so yeah 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 orzo pasta and I use like too much water um but the way that it cooked like these little pieces grains of pasta like absorbed so much water and they got really swollen um and like chunky 
And so there was enough water in there after I drained it where I would just keep it on like a medium heat and stir it like every once in a while while I was like fucking with the scallops and the shrimp and um, like sauteing like tomatoes and mushrooms and all that, that it had like a, a consistency of like what a risotto would have. Um, even though I don't think that you can really do it with pasta. I think it's just a rice thing. Um, and it tasted really good, like just sprinkling kosher salt in there and like mixing everything with um, fresh basil. If it, Buying fresh basil and chopping it and using that is like a, what, a garnish, I guess. I don't know. Is way better than just buying like basil that's already chopped up and put into a container. Like the scent and everything is so, so different. Um, but it was amazing. It was really good. And I just used like a measuring cup and I packed it full of the orzo and I put it in the middle of the plate. Hi, buddy. And then um, I would just lift it up and it was, it would like form to itself. And then I just outlined the whole thing with like sauteed mushrooms and tomatoes and scallops and sprinkled some uh, Belgioso Parmesan on top. It was really good. So good. Um, where... But yeah, I, I hope everyone had a good night. Um, <sighs> yes. Okay. <clears throat> I want to talk about this. Um, I've seen, I don't know what the other person's name is, but the, the Dr. Sefas Archie, who I believe he was fired at uh, SUNY Brockport. I posted on Facebook about it. I've tweeted about it. I posted on my story on Instagram about it. And I tweeted Brockport today, and I don't think that they're going to answer. Or if they do, they're going to say no. Um, I'm trying to get in contact with Dr. Archie because I want to figure out what is going on at uh, Brockport College. Um, let's see here. There's an article right here from Syracuse.com. SUNY Chancellor says he, she's taking steps to improve racial climate at Brockport. Um see here state okay suny chancellor christina johnson said thursday she's taking steps to improve the racial climate at the college of brockport after the mayor of rochester and students raised concerns over the dismissal of its chief diversity officer in a letter to mayor lovely warren johnson said a delegation from suny's office for diversity equity and inclusion were on campus earlier this month to listen to student and staff concerns i saw a clip on the uh news the other day and there was kids like with signs and protesting and everything like out on the campus. Um, Johnson said she would visit the Western New York campus in the near future and that steps would be taken to improve the bias reporting process and create a more inclusive and diverse environment. I think while that's relevant, I think that people want to know more of like what happened to Dr. Archie. Someone else resigned that was in that department. I don't know who it was. I don't know what the reason was. Um, and that's the thing that's whole really sketchy about this whole situation. Um, when I went to Brockport, I mean, good school, I guess, but like they do some sketchy stuff. We had a professor, um, and I won't get into specifics, but we had a professor that a lot of students had an issue with just because they were like very, their teaching style was really weird, really fucked up. And it was hard for a lot of kids to click with like the, the course material. Um, and we went to the dean of that department and reported it. And um, the, the dean had told us that 
um, not the dean of like the school, but just the department head, um, told us that it sounded like we kind of had more personal complaints about the professor than like legitimate like reasons to complain. Um, which wasn't the case. Like I, there would be like one or two kids that passed a test every time we took one in the class. Um, and it was just really bad. Um, so we complained about it and they didn't do anything. Um, even though a lot of us wrote like formal letters to the department, like they asked. And then, um, a semester later, we couldn't find the professor and it turns out that they fired the professor, um, just because like they, they didn't give any reasoning as to why they just said that they got rid of them. Um, which was sketchy. So yeah. Um, and now all this stuff, I mean, it's just like sketchy. Um, let's see here. There's a bunch of comments on this post. Okay, here we go. So the, the, whenever anything happens, like I said a few episodes ago, whether you're you know running for political office, I think I said like playing hopscotch, someone's going to find a problem with whatever it is that you're doing. So before I read these comments, just like with that in mind, just live your life. Be a good person. Don't be a douchebag because other people are going to make up for y your douchebagginess with, with theirs. So don't really worry. Just live your life and be a good person. Um, someone commented, imagine the day-to-day -day duties of a chief diversity officer, LOL, ridiculous. I disagree. Um, I, I think that it's very relevant. I know that after, uh, I've talked about this before, after the election uh, in 2016, I went to a forum that they were having at... Um, Nazareth College and some of the kids in there were voicing like legitimate concerns but then you had like those really off the wall people that like they kind of just showed up to try to like just like what's the word um virtue signal I knew that like saying like I remember one girl was turning it into like we shouldn't listen to this kind of music because it's like objectifying of women like we shouldn't listen to Lil Wayne and all that stuff and um like people were clapping for her and I was thinking to myself like aren't we here because like People are, like, chalking Nazi symbols on the ground on campus. Um, but this person says, uh, okay, reply to that whole thing, imagine the day-to-day -day duties. They said, get coffee, check. Look at newspaper for something you can name as racist, check. Start a protest about useless thing in newspaper, check. Cash paycheck, check. Um, I bet there's some quote unquote mentoring and quote unquote community organizing projects in there too. People are just douchebags, man. People are just douchebags. <clears throat> and then people are arguing about like the legitimacy of schooling. Um, someone here says chief diversity officer equals waste of money. I be. They, they talk to a lot of kids. Um, someone said to get into SUNY Brockport, students need an average SAT score and a B-minus high school GPA. The admission rate is 53%. Their student body is 71% white, 11% black, 8% Latino, 2% Asian. Given that the state is 69% white, 18% black, and 19% Latino, your implication is that well-qualified white students are rejected in favor of diversity. Seems unfun. It's amazing how people could just 
like unload percentages and statistics out of nowhere. Um, I think that positions like that are needed at schools because of issues like, like I said, when kids were um, concerned about people writing like horrible, hateful shit, uh, like on mirrors in locker rooms and all that stuff. Um, like that's why those positions are needed is because students that feel like they could be in danger or socially, not even socially outed wouldn't be the word, but just like racially attacked. Um, they need that, that resource as something to rely on. I mean, I, I mean, I could be totally wrong with this. I'm a white guy. Like I have no, I have no idea what it's like firsthand. Like I've seen shit on the internet, um, and read stuff on the internet, but that's why these positions I think are there in the first place is so students have that resource to go to and they have like an authority figure that's able to advocate for them. Um, I mean, for me, I want to talk to this guy just because I want to know what the fuck happened. Even if I can't get him on the show to talk about it, because like I wouldn't want him to get in trouble from the school, from from the SUNY um, program, um, SUNY Brockport, the state, whatever. Like, even if he just wanted to go out to coffee, like if anyone knows how I could get a hold of the guy, just like send me a really discreet DM. Um, I tweeted the college asking for his information. I'm assuming they're not going to give it to me. Um, because they would fear something like that happening where like some sort of information gets out about um, whatever the situation was. If the dude just wants to get a drink and have the conversation, I'm totally down. Um, no one needs to put a microphone in his face, and I definitely don't want to do that and create like that weird environment situation, whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm curious because you have him, he gets fired, and then uh, like two weeks later, uh, another person within that department resigns. It's just kind of strange. Um, so, I mean, something had to be going on. Um, yeah, so there's that. Um, I'm just looking at regional news here. Oh, here's a good one. Casey said that she was um, driving home the other day. Um, and she saw a guy. She She called me. And when she called me at first, I thought that she was, like, in our neighborhood, and this person was in our neighborhood, but she was just driving down, like, the main road. Um, there was a guy, she said he had, like, really frizzy hair and a black trench coat, like, all the way down to, like, past his knees, and he was wearing, like, red pants. And she said that she looked in her, her rear view, side view mirror um, when she got to the intersection, and he was just, like, walking down the side of the street like anyone normally would. Um, but he had, like, clown face paint on. And I went on Twitter, and I went on Facebook, and I didn't see anyone post about it. So I'm like, what the fuck is that? People are weird. Maybe he had a gig, and his car broke down. Um, let's talk about Rochester. I never talk about Rochester stuff. More local news. Let's see what's going on here. <sighs> Rochester Regional Health to add Wolfgang Puck Cafe. Okay. We went to a... No, what was that? When we were in Disney, we went to a Morimoto. Um, it was kind of like an express restaurant, and it kind of had like a Tai Chi vibe to it, just like the style of the restaurant. You'd like fill out a card, I think, of like what you wanted. Um, food was dope, though. Mm. 
victim of Rochester dog attack meets Good Samaritan who saved her life. Why is there a photo of Trump next to this headline? Was Trump the dog that attacked her? Nah, I saw that I saw that story on the news the other day. That woman got beat up by those dogs. That was horrible. Um, people think that my dog is a puppy, like a bull mastiff, because he lets me hold him like a baby, even though he's turning four in a few weeks. Um, he lets me hold him like a baby. I was sitting at the vet, and I was just holding him like under his... Do dogs have armpits? I guess you could say it's his armpit. I was holding him like under his armpits. He was sitting in my lap, and... Um, some lady walked by and she was like, oh, is that a bull mastiff? And I was like, no, he's a puggle. Um, that's why I'm glad I have like one of those little kind of docile baby face dogs. Cause I, I know that talk about stigma, like, holy shit. If someone has a big dog or like a pit bull or something, people are like totally freaked out by it. Um, I got chased by a pit bull when I lived in South Dakota and I was like terrified. And when it got to me, it just started like sniffing me and like smiling and like let me pet it. And it just ran away. Um, I I probably, if that dog was mean though, I definitely would have died. Body found on Browncroft Boulevard in Penfield. Again, Trump's photo is next to this headline. I'm not sure why. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Um, There's a lot of stuff that goes on in the city that I am not aware of. Yeah. You know what I like to do? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I got to read this. New tab. Um, I think it was episode 36 that I uploaded, by the way. I was listening to my car, and the volume was really... Like, the volume was good, but there was something with the way that I adjusted the the audio levels and everything um, that it kind of sounded like a tin can type of echo. Um, and if you listen to that one, you're probably, like, nodding your head right now. Um, so I guess what I got to do is just, like, save a draft of this show and, um, like, just pop my headphones in and make sure it sounds okay because I definitely... Um, don't want to have that kind of audio quality. I know that it's good when it comes out of the microphone, but just because I've been so nasally lately with getting over a cold, um, I've been fucking with stuff a lot just to make sure that it's as smooth as it can be. When it comes out of the speakers of my MacBook, sounds good, but I guess it's fucky um, in headphones or on your on your iPhone or Android if for some reason you have an Android phone. Uh, Six people self-quarantined in Rochester for coronavirus monitoring. (coughs) Cold. You ever feel like you get a bubble in your head when you have a cold? I got one of those right now. Um, According to WKBW, I don't know what that is. I don't know what radio stations are anymore. I know what, like, Warm 1013 is, and yeah, that's it. Uh, six people are self-quarantined in Rochester as the Monroe County Department of Health continues to monitor for the coronavirus. Uh, the federal government put in place a new regulation requiring U.S. citizens returning from China to undergo screenings at a major at 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 major airports, is what it says, as well as take part in a two-week quarantine. Uh, na- none of the six individuals are showing signs of the virus yet, but will continue to be monitored. Six people, man, and that's. 
Who knows? Love languages? Oh, let's talk about this. Casey was asking me this earlier. Um, and I know that she read that book. I'm really, um, like, moody sometimes. So I told her, because she was like, well, because I think, what are they? Let me look them up. Um, the five love languages. I actually like this microphone stand because um, it, like, it keeps the microphone, like the stand itself, kind of out of my way so I can type on my keyboard here. Um, and I got to go in about 15, 20 minutes here just because I got to do a bunch of dishes right okay five love languages uh she was asking me what mine was um and i think that mine is like very situational just because i don't know there are five love languages words of affirmation acts of service receiving gifts quality time and physical touch um words of affirmation what the fuck is that is that like when people say nice stuff to you yeah that's it um I have a problem with that. Like, I, I think I've talked about this before too. Like, I have a huge problem, like, accepting or like acknowledging like positive comments. Like, if someone says something to me, like, I don't know, like, good job, you're doing a good job, I like this, whatever, anything, I'm like, oh, like, thanks. Like, it's just very hard for me to, like, I don't know, maybe it's like a bad, like, character trait. Like, I just have a problem, like, showing like like externalizing gratitude for stuff i don't know why like i don't think that i'm an asshole but sometimes it's i'm just really like i don't know if someone's like oh i like your jacket i'm like thanks i, I didn't make it like i don't say that but that's what i think i'm like all right thanks um acts of service acts of service would be like i guess i kind of do like it because acts of service makes it seem like like someone knows you um, what is it? What the fuck is it that I like? I don't know. Like, I'm not really big into sweets anymore. Um, I don't know why. It's just like, they really turn me off now. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the one I talked about. Uh, Casey texted me the other day and said that she wants to do a butcher box, like get the butcher box subscription with all the meat. And I've been wanting to do that forever, but I didn't want to do it unless she was on board with it. So she was like, Hey, let's do it. I look at that as like acts of service because she knows that I'm like really particular when it comes to like buying meat. Um, and I also try to eat really well. So like for her to say that, I'm like, fuck yeah, like let's do it. Um, receiving gifts. I'm honestly, I'm really picky. Um, I'm not big into, okay. Like I have no problem receiving gifts, but again, like with the whole like affirmation thing, I have a problem like showing that I'm thankful for stuff. I don't know if it's like a social thing or whatever because I don't know. I just I like have a problem doing it. Like I feel like if it's something that like you like but you didn't expect it, like it's very hard to be genuine. I don't know. I don't know. Um quality time. I fuck with quality time. I like going out to and I guess it's not like a love thing. Like if I go out to like coffee or drinks with friends or whatever, I enjoy it situationally. Like um, I went out to breakfast this morning and it took them really, 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 really long to, um, get food out, which I know is like, okay, but you're paying someone else to like make a meal for you. So you shouldn't really be 
like impatient, I guess, but it, the quality time is nice, but it's like, I'm, I'm kind of like, sometimes I could be like Larry David in his TV show where he finds like random stuff to get irritated about. And I guess that's me in that situation. Um, and then physical touch, like, yeah, of course I like to snuggle. Um, who doesn't, you're kind of weird if you don't. Um, yeah, I guess I would say, uh, I don't know. Um, I guess acts of service. Cause I feel like that's the most genuine. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean like getting something for like your significant other at the store that they like, I don't know, maybe it wasn't on the grocery list, but you see it and you're like, Oh yeah. Like why not? Stuff like that. Um, I guess. I don't know why that's in like the, okay. Um, by the way, if anyone knows what's going on, um, on what's it called? Um, Jefferson road by Southtown. I saw a guy, he had his car parked in like the middle of the road and he was like getting out of his car. Didn't have his flashers on or anything. So if you know what happened there, <clears throat> let me know because I drove by it when I was on my way out of Henrietta earlier confused the absolute shit out of me um, Rochester Polar Plunge Ooh, where do they do this was held at Ontario Beach Park don't get in that fucking water Jesus to raise funds and awareness for Special Olympics New York athletes in the Genesee region phenomenal that's awesome but I've seen that water um, you really shouldn't get in it it's absolutely disgusting. Um, God, now we're going to have to do a benefit for all the people that went into the water. Ooh. That, that water is disgusting. Um, ooh, 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 ooh. I know what this is. Oh, wait, no. Mm. Oh, never mind. It said save the date, and it was a picture of meat. So I thought that it was going to be about um, this meat market that's opening up on Buffalo Road, which I'm excited about. Hopefully they have good prices. Then I wouldn't have to butcher box, but it depends on where the meat comes from. I just don't want to like, if you see the, the, the meat that they have at the store, you see the organic and then you see the like not organic. And it's just like, why is the meat? a totally different color. Like what are you putting in it that makes it look like that? It's disgusting. Um, man arrested for drunk driving a backhoe in Ogden. <laughs> oh my God. We live in a, I, I think that Rochester, New York and like Buffalo are like the, the Florida of the North. Um, and you, Actual Florida in itself is like a whole different beast, but yeah, um, yeah. So, um, I oh no, wait, I was gonna talk about nothing else, but then I saw this. Um, where is it? Where is it? Oh, come on. It's not a headline. It's got to be a headline. Hold on. Let me click out here. It should definitely show up. No? Okay. Is there a politics tab? Mm -mm -mm -mm. 
Nope. Let me just do this. Bloomberg. Okay. Um, this is from three hours ago. Okay. God, this is the scariest thing I've ever read. Uh, and a lot of you are going to laugh when I say what the headline is. Uh, Bloomberg reportedly considering Hillary Clinton as his running mate. Uh, and now I'm not a Republican. Um, I would say that like, like one or two things that I believe in, maybe just one, I don't know. Like I'm kind of lax when it comes to like guns. Um, maybe I think that's like the only thing that is like quote unquote, like conservative about me. Um, Okay, Mike Bloomberg, but with that said, I'm terrified of Hillary Clinton. I think she's at least, like, top five scariest people I'm aware of, and that's counting, like, real people and, like, and, like movie people, like, movie villains. Um, yeah, Mike Bloomberg could team up with Hillary Clinton to try to take down President Trump in November by making her his running mate. I don't think that's going to help his case at all. Um, I actually, I told my mom about this and she was like, oh, that's, that's great. And I was like, mom, like, I think she killed Jeffrey Epstein. And she was like, well, he was nasty. I was like, well, yeah, he is. But like, you can't just go around whacking people. Um, and now that I've said that, if anything happens to me, there you go. It's cause I said that, uh, Bloomberg's internal polling has found the combo would be a formidable force. <laughs> Could be. Um, I mean, she did win the, the popular vote in 2016, um, but I mean, I, I don't really think that she's that popular now. Um, I never say never because I believe in serving my country. She told talk show host Ellen DeGeneres, but it's never going to happen. Um, she wouldn't want to be VP. She doesn't have that much power as VP. She can't run the world if she's VP. Um, and oh my God. I, I saw someone tweet something funny that like something was going to happen to Bloomberg and then she would assume his um, position as like running. Oh my God, that's the scariest thing. But I mean, she, um, she didn't run this year. So, I mean, unless she thinks that she could just late entry, she's got the money for it. They could kind of do whatever they want. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's, she's scarier than like, I don't know, like, like Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker put together. Um, Yikes. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's definitely going to be interesting. Um, I don't know. The Onion's going to have a field day sooner or later. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I, all I can say is I don't know. Um, I mean, as now that we're in 2020, like I'm trying to be somewhat informed about who's running and, you know, what they're thoughts are on things um just because i'm gonna have to vote in in a few months um sorry clicking the pen but there's just there's just a lot of uh weird weird people um yeah what is this okay so i made reference to larry david a few seconds ago what is this has larry david finally missed the mark on the new season of curb David's disdain for social taboos goes a step too far. This is from InsideHook.com. I don't know what InsideHook is. I don't know if they have like a slant on things, but 
In the opening scene of Curb Your Enthusiasm's 10th season, Larry David struts down the sidewalk in L.A. with Leon, his wisdom-spewing sidekick played by J.B. Smoove. He is hilarious in that series. Uh, They're having a casual conversation about race, white people. They decide basically resemble different shades of warm breakfast cereals. When they approach a tourist couple posing with a selfie stick. I'm just going to pause this for a second and read ahead because I don't want to say anything that's like in poor taste just off reading this article. Like I don't want to read something that's bad. Um, So I'm just going to pause this for a sec and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. It just seemed like a split second for you, but it was about four and a half minutes for me. Um, So basically what this is saying is that, okay, so this is actually, this first part's really funny. Um, There's a tourist couple posing with a selfie stick while he's walking with um, JB Smoove. Um, He grabs the selfie stick, breaks it over his leg, and keeps talking in his conversation with JB, as it says right here, as if nothing happened, which is hilarious. I mean... It's just hilarious. I, I see people, um, like when we were in Disney, I would see people with selfie sticks, and I'm like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Um, they don't even allow them on, like, a bunch of the rides and stuff because I think you can, like, they think you could use them as a weapon. I don't know if they make selfie sticks that durable, but who knows. Um, but this is saying that um, this season sees Larry embroiled in sexual harassment allegations. It said he was poking fun at, like, Me Too and all that stuff. Um, and trying to make it like satirical. Um, but I guess like the whole idea is, is that like he was accused of something that was like a misunderstanding. And then um, like he tries to like get himself out of it. But if you've ever seen the show, you know that every time he tries to make a situation better, he somehow makes it worse by like saying something insensitive or doing something like stupid. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's a funny show. Uh, yeah. Uh Oh, here's an ad. Inside hook is the essential lifestyle guide for discerning gents. Get daily advice and recommendations for style, gear, travel, fitness, and more for free. Inside hook. I've never seen this before. I think that with all of like the, I don't know, I don't even think that men's health is like a thing for that anymore. Um, This looks like a, yeah, I think it is. Uh, That's kind of cool. You don't really see that kind of stuff. It's kind of cool. It's kind of nice. It seems like that it's like a, what is this? Mm, It seems like that it's a, website that's kind of slanted towards like dudes interests but not really like a that's what it sounded like in that ad but it it kind of seems like just general news do blue light blocking glasses actually do anything I think they did for me I have a pair of them they're the clear pair of glasses that I have Um, they kind of make my eyes like hurt less when I'm looking at a screen or if I'm walking out into the sun for the first time in a while it doesn't seem as bad um are you willing to wait up to nine hours for a mythical beer what everything worth doing in Chicago over all-star week and a new museum exhibition proves that basketball is still New York City's game 
It just kind of seems like headlines to me. Mm. What are the sections? News and opinion, arts and entertainment, sports, health and fitness, travel vehicles, personal tech, gear, style, food and drink, home and design, relationships, advice, watches. Uh, Casey and I have been watching um, Architectural Digest on YouTube. I think it started when I saw Nyjah Houston, uh, this skateboarder, do um, a tour of his house. And I was like, this is my dream house. Um, and I also saw that, I'm, I'm guessing that, that he's like a ambassador or sponsor, whatever you call it, um, for social CBD. Has anyone ever used the brand social CBD? And if you have, um, let me know what you think of it. Cause I like their branding. So it would only make sense that if I were to like use a specific CBD product that I would kind of want to go with the one that I like the branding for. Um, yeah, so there's that. Um, this was the show. It's only Saturday, right? Yeah, it's Saturday. Um, I think that I'm going to do another one tomorrow. I'm just trying to go on a roll. Like every opportunity that I have, this takes about maybe depending on how much, like how long I run my mouth. Um, this episode is going to be under an hour, just like I think the past two were, um, takes maybe like an hour and a half total in that case to, you know, save it, flip it to an MP3, upload it, play with the audio, all that stuff. So, I mean, it's not like this is eating up a bunch of my time where I can't do this every single day on the weekend. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop talking about doing it and just do it. Um, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I hope that everyone had a good Valentine's Day. I did. I'm feeling better, like, physically better. Um, and I feel like, too, with the show, I just, I've been on, like, a streak, like a little mini streak, just because um, I just feel, like, good. Like, not just physically good, but, like, like all around good. Um, so I'm happy about that. So that's probably why I've been so goofy. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I gotta, I really gotta like, I don't know. I gotta clean this office up a little bit. It's kind of getting stuffy in here. Um, I think I'm going to go on my Instagram and post a bunch of pictures of some of the books that I don't think I'm ever going to want to touch. Just ones that I got a really long time ago that I just don't really want to fuck with right now. Um, so keep an eye out maybe for that. I might do that soon. But, um, yeah. Uh, I hope everyone had a good holiday with their significant other um, or their friends. If you did a Galentine's Day, do bros do like a Galentine's Day? Back to Google. Do guys do a Galentine's Day? And it wouldn't be Galentine's Day. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Um, Galentine's Day has become a thing. Why hasn't Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. Okay. I got to read this. 
Um, on February 13th, women will celebrate Galentine's Day, a holiday trumpeting the joys of female friendships. The holiday can trace its origins to a 2010 episode of Parks and Rec. That's a great show. Uh, where the main character, Leslie Nope decides that the day before Valentine's Day should be an opportunity to celebrate the platonic love among women, ideally with booze and breakfast food. Um, in the years since the episode aired, the fictional holidays caught on in the real world. Okay. Tell me something I don't know. But why hasn't there been a male equivalent? Uh, if anything, it seems that men should crave such a holiday. Okay, not wrong. As a sociologist who studies gender, culture, and politics, I know that men are reporting that they feel increasingly isolated as they age and that this isolation can negatively affect their physical and mental health. That is true. I don't think it's like an aging thing. I think it's just guys in general. You know, there's this this mentality that like we have to like stick to ourselves and like bottle our emotions up um, and just like, you know, kind of fit into a, like a, a frame. Um, you know, men and women in their own right. Um, but it seems that a set of cultural pressures prevent a holiday like Valentine's Day from catching on. Who wrote this? Uh, who wrote this? Who wrote this? I want to see who wrote it. Mm, who the fuck wrote this? What the hell? Oh, Deanna Rollinger, professor of sociology at Florida's... Florida State University. Um, okay, let's see here. Because I always like when when someone writes an article about dudes and it's not a dude. Like, have you ever seen, like, if, if, a, if someone's written an article, I don't know, about, like, some, uh, like, like, women, and you see who wrote it and it's a guy, you're like, why the fuck did they write this? Um, so now in my head, I'm like, why did Deanna write this? Uh, for one, men have more difficulty making and keeping friends as they age. Really? Hmm. This could be due to the fact that male friendships are often activity-based, with men often bonding while participating in shared social activities, whether it's playing cards or watching sports. Jesus, talk about stereotyping. Uh, but as men enter the workforce, their availability for clubs, sports teams, and social groups ebbs. As they find themselves increasingly focused on their careers and families, it virtually disappears. Other men have noted that they're afraid that close male friendships will be perceived as girly. Similarly, openly admitting that you crave close relationships might be seen as weak or needy, the opposite of the stoic male celebrated in the American culture. Oh, and there's a link here, so I'm going to open that. The modern man is getting stoicism all wrong. Oh, Jesus. How fucking long could we rabbit hole on this? Let's do it. Um, I think that stoicism is kind of like, I think it's the basic idea that you're going to die someday so that you shouldn't just, you shouldn't worry about stupid, pointless shit that's going to bother you for like seven minutes. Uh, and then you're going to get over it. Um, advice that I should take now that I'm voicing it. Um, it would be disingenuous to categorize my dad as unemotional, but he was never sad. He never cried. The weight of the world always seemed light enough for him to carry on his back without wincing. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. We're going to keep reading. Uh, whatever the reason, men report that the number of close friends they have shrinks dramatically during middle age. I think that's just because, like, I don't know. Me being a guy, I've never wanted, like, an abundance of friends. I see that, like, I, I remember... 
mainly like girls in college. They had so many friends, and I was just like, hey, I'll keep my handful. Like, and I still hang out with the same dudes um, from college. Like, we're we're all close. We're all cool. Um, I don't know. I think that that might be inaccurate, but maybe I'm wrong. Shrinks dramatically during middle aged. I'm only 23. The really bad news for men is that their friendship networks rarely strengthen after the kids are out of the house and they retire. See, I just picture for me, like when me and all my friends have kids, like them just playing in the yard and we're just all sitting there just roasting each other's kid. Um, that's, that's how I feel. The really bad news for men is that their friendship networks rarely strengthen after the... Okay, I just read that. And a reversal of fortune in men's friendships seems unlikely. In fact, men seem to be getting more socially isolated over time. Men report having fewer friends in 2004 than they did in 1985. Maybe because it's we realize that you don't need a bunch of fucking friends to feel like you're worth anything in the world. I, I always think that it's weird, like, people who go out of their way to be, like, a social butterfly. Um... It just kind of bothers me. It's like, who hurt you? That, that's what I think. Like, who hurt you? Um, friendship out of the spotlight. Even for men that do have a big group of male friends, there seem to be some cultural barriers that prevent the full-throated public celebration of male affinity and companionship. I don't get that. It, who hurt you? Um, I hug my guy friends out in public. Like, it, I mean, what is it? that's really it. Right. Uh, one is the cultural expectation that quote unquote real men aren't supposed to be emotional. Um, something that it's hammered into boys from a young age. So even when men have close male friend groups, a public celebration might be seen as sappy and anti antithetical. I don't know. Whatever. To real manhood. Even men who try to break the mold of gender stereotypes or show that they're in touch with their feminine sides still feel pressured to demonstrate their manhood to others. Get the fuck out of here. This article is completely biased. I went into a Bath and Body Works earlier, and I saw that they're having a sale on the three-wick candles, and I literally said out loud, son of a bitch, because I was like, if I didn't have a bunch of them at home right now, I would be buying them. Like, is that not... Like, I will, I will sit... I don't mean to out you here, Pat, but like I will s go out with him and like I went I went to Bath and Body Works with him and we we're the only two dudes in the store. Like this article, like leave the house. Like it happens. Guys are out there doing shit like this. Like guys have a feminine side. Like who who suppresses it? Seriously. Anyone? Like does anyone, li I can't think of a guy that suppresses his feminine side. Every guy has a feminine side. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, okay. Uh, still feel pressure to demonstrate their manhood. Uh, for example, men can be supportive and caring, but still feel compelled to prove that they're the breadwinners for their families. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess that's accurate. Um, this doesn't mean that men's relationships are doomed to be shallow. Men often prefer actions over words to signal that they care about someone, and these performances, particularly ones involving friendship and love, tend to be understated. Men might show friends they care by helping them move furniture or show partners affection by running errands or doing chores around the house. 
Men might show friends they care by help them moving furniture. The fuck? I love you, man. Let's get that couch fuck out of here. Uh, that's that's not true. That's just being a fucking nice person. If you if you have free time and your friend is moving, like help them move. Like that's what friendship is. That's not like a masculine thing. Um, in other words, the way men form and celebrate friendships don't lend themselves well to boozy group breakfasts that can be photographed and liked on social media. This is horseshit. I went to fucking Jines with Pat like last summer and we got mimosas. We we're sitting in the middle of the restaurant. This is not, uh, so, someone has hurt this lady in the past. Um, okay. Let us find an unbiased article here. Um, Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I got to read this one. Because um, whenever there is anything having to do with someone who isn't a guy, there's always got to be a guy that writes something talking about how he's offended. Um, men's rights activists claim Valentine's Day discriminatory demand Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. This was all the way in 2017. <laughs> Um, first of all, I'm going to say before I even read this, uh, the headline is, it's just goofy. Like men's rights activists, which is a joke. A guy has so many things that they don't deserve, just like provided to them in the world. And it's so ridiculous. Um, Galentine's day is discriminatory. No, it's not. You got to have, see, this is the thing, like, I feel like people think that, like, you can't just go off with your, your guys or your girls and just chill and have, like, time to yourself as, like, a group. Um, those people are called lonely, and those people write articles like these, um, demand Valentine's Day. There's so many apostrophes used in this headline. Uh, responding to the emerging trend of Galentine's Day, <coughs> excuse me, where women celebrate celebrate well, their female friends the day before Valentine's Day, men's rights activists, which is a punchline in itself, have decreed the event as reverse sexism and demanded a male-centric equivalent. I don't think that I've ever bought in a calendar, ever bought a calendar, and it said... Valentine's Day on it so I don't think that you really need to have an equivalent it's just like something that you could do like you could just go out with your guys and like hang out like people do that every week anyways like just fucking keep doing it uh, refusing to be silenced members of the men's rights organization MEFM more equality for men what could you get any more this is actually making me like I'm kind of I'm not upset, but I'm like stunned that this is an actual group. More equality for men. Um, reportedly gathered in the dozens outside of day spas, brunch spots, and specialty cupcake bakeries. <sighs> oh my God. I got to start doing video with this podcast because I just have my hands over my eyes right now and I'm rubbing my temples. Bro. <laughs> uh, the group's president, Jared Dillon, proved extremely vocal about why Galentine's Day is an insult to men everywhere. Jesus. This article is an insult to men everywhere. 
Um, you ever see something on Twitter and you're like, oh God, this just makes all of us look bad. This is one of those things that I'm like, Jesus, this makes all of us look bad. Uh, this so-called holiday is just another in a long time of misandrous conspiracies to exclude men, proving that males are and have always been the more systematically oppressed sex-charged Dylan. Wow. I got to see what this guy looks like. <clears throat> Excuse me for one moment. I'm just doing a quick Insta, Insta search here. Is this him? Nope. Is this him? Nope. All right, let's go to Twitter. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see here. I apologize for the pause. I just, there's no point in pausing this right now. <clears throat> Come on, he's got to be here somewhere. Oh my gosh. All right, fine. I'm just going to Google him. <laughs> Jared Dillon men's rights whatever okay jared dillon men's rights. yep yep that's that's who i'm looking for can i see a photo of him please <clears throat> i guess there's like some really good athlete that is the same name as him so it's not it's not very easy to um and there's like a financial analyst guy who has the same name as him Come on, let me just fucking see what the guy looks like. Okay, here we go. Wikipedia, as reliable as it may or may not be. Men's rights activists. Or men's right movement. Okay, there we go. I wish I could see what the guy looked like. Um, anyways. Um... Okay, our this is another quote. Our organization believes that it is only fair that Galentine's Day be changed to recognize both the existence of Valentine's Day and also the fact that the wage gap is a myth. What does that have to do with Galentine's Day? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, beyond being united in their opposition to Galentine's Day... MEFM leaders were eager to outline the features of their new male-centric holiday. <sighs> okay, I'm going to read this now, and I'm going to try to not lose it. This is another quote. Um, First, men will honor the other men in their lives without having to listen to any feminist lectures. Oh, Jesus. Second, to be inclusive women will be encouraged to also celebrate the men in their lives, Dylan explained before searching for more examples. Okay. Question. Now, is Galentine's Day for, like, like single women that are friends to, like, go out? Or is it, like, like a prequel to Valentine's Day, like you're just hanging out with your friends? Or, like, maybe I need to answer that question first before I go into this? Because he says here... Uh, second, to be inclusive, women will be encouraged to also celebrate the men in their lives. So that would make me think that, like, you're with somebody. And honestly, if you're dating anyone that's in a men's rights group, please leave them. Um, because they are a joke, as is what they believe in. Um, <laughs> gotta say it. Um, okay, this is hilarious. 
women will be encouraged to also celebrate the men in their lives, Dylan explained, before searching for more examples. <laughs> I just want to see what searching for more examples, like what it physically looks like. Uh, and then he said here, thirdly, I guess, no alimony on Valentine's Day, no further questions. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyways, and now you know what I'm going to do. Because do I have time? Not really, but I got to do it. Just because I'm curious now. Where is this? More equality for men. That's what it's called. Copy. And paste. This is going to be entertaining. Um, you see what happens? I'm closing out the show. I start talking about something, and now here we are. Um, you know what? I cannot find a website for this group. Um, oh, God. Here we go. Common topics debated within the men's rights movement. There's an actual movement for this? I, I really didn't know this. I genuinely didn't know this. I know that they had like like marches and stuff, um, or like they wanted like a like a parade, but like I didn't know that there was an actual movement. Um guys, if any of you listening to this are associated with the men's rights movement, um uh, to quote the great Michael Jordan, stop it get some help. Like, this is so sad. Um, common topics debated include family law, parenting, reproduction, suicide, domestic violence against men. I, I think that could be an issue. I mean, I, I don't know what the details are, but I guess that the whole Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing, like she was beating the crap out of him, you know, regardless, whatever he did to her, who knows, but like, I guess it has also come out that she did the same thing to him. Um, uh, so that it, it's an issue, but like men's right movement is still a joke. Uh, circumcision, education, con conscription. I don't know what that is. Uh, social safety nets and health policies. Social safety nets. Joke. Um, parenting. That's not a men's rights movement thing. That's like a like a marriage thing. Like, what? Oh, God. All right, you know what? I am hanging out with my mother and my wife tonight, so I'm going to stop reading this goofy shit, and I'm going to tell Casey about all of it when I see her and just laugh with her. Um, oh, my God. We're over an hour. So I'm going to fuck with this audio, and I hope, guys, I hope that this one sounded better than uh, episode 36. I think that 37 was better, but 36, just literally like a tin can. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, no sponsors. I, I really got to like, I got to figure something out here with that there. Um, sorry for that noise. Um, I guess the only thing I could say is I'm going to be updating the bookshelf on my website, Wolf Media, soon. Um, I read some stuff that I just haven't. I have to do it at like the right time of day. I'm not someone that has like one of those selfie lights and like a whole like fucking studio so I could take a picture of something. Um, so I got to make sure that the light is just right when it's coming through my office window or else I can't take a picture. Um, 
genuinely, like I, I mean that, it'll look weird um, when they're all up on the website. I want them to be fairly consistent how they look with the lighting. Um, I got a few books that I got to take a photo of and post up there. And honestly, like with the flat cover ones, I don't like them to look all wrinkled and shit. So um, I'll put them back in the bookshelf so they kind of flattened out again. Um, just because if I try to take a photo with them, the cover looks all fucked up. Um, and then I got a newsletter coming out in two more weeks. Um, who's 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 uh, going to be on the newsletter? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, I'm excited about it, though, because it allows me to kind of put whatever out. Um, I think one of the, what was the weird thing that I had in there last week? There was this wine I got that I just was really impressed by, and I mentioned it in there. Shit like that. You never know what you're going to get in the newsletter. Um, I never know what's going to go in the newsletter. I kind of just work on it the entire month, and then like that last week, I'll kind of just look at it and say, okay, we're going to keep this, and we're going to get rid of that. Um, But it's fun for me. It's kind of like, it's not really like difficult to do. Um, It's just like a creative process, and I find shit like that just really enjoyable. Um, so if you want to check out the newsletter, go on to my website, it's wolfmedia.co and it's like the red paint splatter kind of in like the bottom right corner. Um, or you could just type in wolfmedia.co slash newsletter. Um, and that's where you can find all the other stuff, the blog, the bookshelf. Um, and that's also where you can do like more of like a, I don't know if you don't want to DM me or anything or like shoot me a tweet whatever um you can always shoot me an email through that website as well if you want to do something network collab on something um do a podcast together if you want me to come on your show if you want to come on my show um then hit me up on that website it's just on the contact page um other than that i will talk to you tomorrow enjoy your saturday